Martin Heider here and... Ooh! Sorry, Martin. Welcome to my fruit corner. Welcome to my world. Leave your cares behind. Welcome to my world. That touch is gold. What's going on? It's the new James Bond theme, Harry. James Bond? Yeah, seeing as this is the last show and everything, we thought we'd sell on the theme tune and format, and one of the takers was the James Bond people. So they bought it up, and the new James Bond film is going to be James Bond's Fruit Corner. <laughs> Who's playing James Bond? Well, they haven't decided yet, but Clive Dunn's the favourite, apparently. <laughs> Clive Dunn, they don't like it up them, do they? They don't like it up them. This <laughs> the matter in. Imagine that. James Bond. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Imagine that. All the different wigs and moustaches. <sighs> you know, sometimes I feel like going up to Mick Jagger and going, Satisfied? <laughs> yes. It's the last in the present series of another Corner de Frites with me mum. Hello. Me dad. Hello. Me wayward sister, Chili Pfeffer. Undaga. Me brother, Alan. Hello. 82-year-old living dung sculpture and home to the fleas, Nana Hill. <laughs> And of course, jockey to the aphids, my three-year-old adapted son, <laughs> Alan Hill. Ah, sad little Alan, who by a slip of the secateurs is only able to communicate by tapping. That's one tap for yes. Two taps for no. And the theme from Star Trek to express the desire to be free. And of course, little Alan is rapidly approaching puberty, or the hair age, as we call it round here. When, of course, by law, one is required to release all adopted people back into the wild. His tap is breaking as well. Listen. Mum, what's the theme this week? Dog and bone, Harry. Dog and Dog and bone it is, and we'll be meeting some of those people who put the saucy cards in the telephone boxes offering massage services a little later on. <laughs> yeah, you know those, um, those variety packs of cereal? You get two packets of Cocoa Pops in there. Where's the variety in that? <laughs> yeah, Alan, Alan, this is the last show for a while. I wonder whether we shouldn't send little Alan for special tests. What, again? Yeah. He's had tests nearly every day this week. Yeah, but as it's the last show, you yeah, know. Well, I suppose it would be nice to finally know why he's not normal. Get Finsbury it? Park on the phone and get the little fella all vaselineized up for his pipe. <laughs> I tell you what, though. There are times, aren't there? Don't you find there are times when you wish you hadn't said something? The other day I was standing in the supermarket behind this old lady. who's was in a basket and there I saw a toilet roll. I don't know why I nudged it like that. I pointed at the toilet roll and I said, I better know what you're going to do with that. <laughs> letters on the show and here's one from regular listener Bunty Hoven who writes Dear Harry with all these bent coppers about in the police force writes Bunty I think they should have their own division bent copper division she goes on to say that way everyone would know what they were up to and not take any notice they should have their own uniform as well of pink trousers and tunic with the usual hat only with a cherry on top. And... Adds Bunty. In keeping with the old adage, if you can't beat them, join them. Please forward me an application form right away. Well, a nice letter there from Bunty Hoven. <laughs> Post
postmarked Northwest Kensington. You did national service, Dad. What does that stand for? Well, uh, Norwich was knickers off ready when I come home. <laughs> so Northwest Kensington must be. Yes. Well, uh, knickers off, obviously. Obviously, yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. Knickers off Rachel Tidy House when everybody says to uh, kittens uh, enlarged knickers, stickers in knickers, great tits on knickers. <laughs> It must have been an enormous source of comfort for you and the boys. <laughs> it was all we had. Time now, Harry, to welcome our first dog or bone. And it's the turn of Ricky Starkey, who teaches dogs to talk. Welcome, Ricky. Lovely to touch, lovely to hold. If it is broken, consider it sold. Uh-huh, yeah, OK. <laughs> now then, straight to the point, you teach dogs to talk, don't you? Yes, Harry, dogs to talk teaches I. English? Queen's <laughs> English with all the proper spelling, grammar and manners. And uh, how do you do this, then? How do you do this to you two? Um, uh, just... <laughs> Alan. Alan. Yeah. Is, this, um, is this one all right in the head? She's on a short-term lease, Harry. I see. I see. <laughs> what I do, Harry, is I use linguaphone-style tips <laughs> with chock-drop rewards. Chock-drops? Hey, if they get it right, I give them chocolate, and if they get it wrong, I drop them off a bridge. <laughs> I see, yes. So you've, uh, you've spent the last couple of hours with our family dog, Phil on a bridge in Dorset. I have. I've only had a couple of hours, so he's not word perfect. No, but he speaks, does he? Oh, yes. I'll just get him out of the sack. Look, now, come on, Phil. Out of the sack. Come on. Oh, oh come on. He's a sack rustle, you see. <laughs> Here he is. Good dog, Phil. Good dog. Hey, man, how you doing? Well, of course I can speak, man. What's bugging you? That's fantastic, Ricky. Well done. Hey, 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 Harry, man. Mm -hmm. While I think about it, man, you know when you throw them sticks for me? Yeah. Why'd you do that? I thought you liked it. No, I hate it, man. I hate it. I hate it. Well, why'd you go after them, then? Well, I thought you was enjoying it. <laughs> I just do it to keep you happy, man. Oh, Daddy, oh, you were some guy. But in the meantime, I'd recognise that sound of those ice skates anywhere. It's Queen of the Flatliners, an organ donor to the stars, Nana Hill. I see a little silhouette of a man. That's easy, Nana, that's easy. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Nana, shut it. <laughs> Her off me. She certainly is a kisser queen, Ellen. How is that? Well, Harry, she's a kisser queen because she has a laser beam controlled lip guiding system that she bought off the Matrix Churchill people. <laughs> all disguised up as a sewage pipe, and it's guaranteed to blow your mind. Anytime? Anytime at all. <laughs> all you've got to do is call, and I'll be there. Here, I had Shirley Bassey round for Sunday lunch this week. Never again. She walked right in the joint, made a right mess of it. <laughs> something in the way she moves, isn't it? Well, <laughs> of course, who has been test driving a different vehicle every week. And what are you finishing up with tonight? 
Tonight, Harry, I'm test driving British Olympic hopefuls Torville and Dean. <laughs> Jolly good. Mm. Mm. Jolly good. <laughs> Jolly good. The new Vauxhall Torvalandine there. How does she handle? Very good on the ice, Harry, but get it outside on the road and it's all over the place. <laughs> Marks out of ten for Torvalandine, Nan. Six, 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 six. 5.4. 5.4, I see. Very well done to you. It's 5.4, I think, Harry, because they introduced some non federation steps. <laughs> Now then, Nan, 82 years in the making. Tell me, what was General Custer really like? <laughs> Always disappeared into the gents when it was his round. <laughs> 82 years polishing up this great big blue marble that we call home. Nana Hill, tell us please, what have been your magic moments? The game of life has its ups and downs, and I've always been a keen player. But a time of particular sadness was being chucked by Leo Sayer. <laughs> he gave me the push while dining out on mashed potatoes and mince. I called him a worm and cut off his perm, and do you know, he hasn't worked since. Well, uh, to avoid complications, she never leaves the same address. <laughs> You know, I bought a lovely record this week. Neil Kinnock sings Tom Jones, and I think we've got a track from that now. What's new, pussycat? Whoa! <laughs> lovely, lovely record, that. Yes, mm. Harry, it is. Now, Harry, it's time to put little Alan up his pipe. Jolly good. What celebrity pipe is he up this week? Well... <laughs> This week, Harry, he's up the overflow pipe of Lionel Blair. I didn't know Lionel Blair had an overflow pipe. He can't tell you everything, Harry. Yes. Situated at the nape of the neck, it prevents there being a build-up of creases around the face area. I see. <laughs> That's it, little fella. Up you go. There you go. There he goes with a tiny video camera mounted on the eye of his head. What do we see on the monitor? Well, it's pretty murky up there. There appears to be a big table, uh, various scripts, a typewriter, a reading light. Ah, that seems to be it, though. Just a whole bunch of scripts. I've seen enough. Pull him out. <laughs> what do you make of that lot, Tony? Well, Harry, although Lionel Blair spends much of his time improvising on Give Us a Clue for Money, it seems that while his act is improvised, his life is, in fact, carefully scripted. <laughs> the script. We all do, Harry. <laughs> Spooky. Hey, man, man, it's still the dark here. Listen, you know when you rub my tummy? Yes. Why do you do that? I you liked it. I don't like it, man. Oh, God, no, sir. Why'd you roll over and pant, then? Well, that's just about all I can do to prevent me from being sick. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't do it. Why, why, why? Lovely record that is. Boy, Harry, are you sending this boy down to the lab or what? Finsbury Park, my chief scientist. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's an odd sort of name for a fella, isn't it? Yes, 
My mother was a big, 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 big fan of... Yes? Names with part of a fish in the first syllable of the first name, Harry. Oh, what was her name? Gilly Gilly, Awesome Pfeffer, Cassanella, Bogan by the Sea, Harry. <laughs> so what test have you got in store for the imp? Well, we got the new baldness vaccine. You have? Why, that's fantastic! No, we haven't really, just winding you up. Here. It's now time to give a bow wow wow of applause as we welcome Mike Former and his singing navel. Mike, welcome. They make the milk go brown, don't they? What? Cocoa <laughs> <Go>, pops. <laughs> Where's your dog, then? Well, uh, Daddy wouldn't buy me a Bow Wow, so yeah. for company I trained my own navel to sing. Why'd you do that, man? Damn boy! <laughs> Damn boy! <laughs> How does it work? Well, I've managed to train up the muscles surrounding the navel by inserting the tiny spring from a biro into it, oh, yeah. gradually working up through different strengths of spring, from Bic, through Parker, up to the toughest spring of all... Which is? Uh, well, one of those pens with the four colours. Oh, yes, the mighty... <laughs> A mighty four-coloured spring, yes. Uh, mm. By using a vibrating stick next to the navel, I am able to phonate and supply sound. Mm. Thus, Jim the Singing Navel is born. And what's Jim going to sing for us tonight? Stand by your man. I see. <laughs> on a bit of fluff. Shame. Shame. Fancy choking on a bit of fluff. Sharks would be a fine thing. Well. Ooh, body form. Now. Now. Mum, what have you been up to this week? I've been developing a sheep-powered central heating system. Kiskasikasa. look a bit like radiators. Yes. <laughs> what I've done is I've trained the sheep to stand still against a wall in the house. I've got a sheep in the kitchen, a really long sheep in the lounge, a little short sheep in the bathroom. They produce a steady body temperature of 34 degrees Fahrenheit and you're warm all year round. I have had one or two teething problems with them, though. Oh, yes. One in the bathroom's been leaking. <laughs> Here, Mum, you know, you know when you used to burn the potatoes and mash them up hoping we wouldn't notice? Yes. We never noticed, did we, Alan? No, no. We never noticed. Never in a million years. It was pure guesswork on our part. <laughs> right, that does it, Harry. Get into this nuclear warhead. I'm going to fire you into the Nevada desert. Come on. Oh, you, it? Not again. I was only joking. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, 
Did it hurt? Not really, no. <laughs> well, I've got a stitch now. Well, it was... Well, it was a hundred years ago that the number of years were a hundred, and it was... <laughs> anniversary of the future centenary of the birth of television in the tiny highland fling of Scotland that a tiny Scottish scientist using rudimentary Scottish equipment first broadcast the first ever episode of The Good Life. And I think we've got a tape of that coming up now. Show's taking our place when we come off the air. It's Peeping Tom with Tom Baker. Peeping Tom? Yeah, where Tom Baker goes around looking through people's windows while they're getting undressed. <laughs> it's the Maniac Pony! <laughs> the Lucky Bucky Maniac Pony there, who you may be interested to know was a life model for Buckaroo. <laughs> you may laugh, but my uncle was actually killed with a tiny candlestick from the Cluedo set. <laughs> Flicked it in his eye. <laughs> I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's self-styled super varmint, Nana Hill. I saw a mouse. Where? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Ask me another. You crazy half-breed. Here. <laughs> Nana. Any regrets in your life? Not really, Harry. Although sometimes I wish I hadn't lit that cigar quite so close to the Hindenburg. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week? I've been on one of those Sega holidays. Sega? You mean saga. No. Holidays for the over-sixties. No, Sega. I was chased for four days in a cave by Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Stops jumping up and down, does he? Sadly, on the way home, he was run over by an articulated lorry. So I baked him in mud and ate him. You... <laughs> you baked him in mud? People from Sega aren't going to be very happy about that, are they? Oh, oh, don't worry, Harry. Fortunately, I was wearing a latex rubber mask of David Essex. They'll never suspect a thing. Nana Hill there! <laughs> a lot from Peeping Tom. They want to get into the studio. Tell them to wait their turn. Time to welcome, without a bone of contention, John Davy and his enhanced drink. John, welcome. Thank you, Harry. Now then, John, the enhanced drink. How does that fit into our dog and bone theme? Well, I don't know anything about no dog or no bone. Uh, Mr Allen just told me to turn up with a drink and I'd get a lovely plate full of mashed potato for my trouble. <laughs> hmm. Right, well, John, I suppose you're here now. The enhanced drink. Yes, Harry, well... 
basically, what it is, mm. is when you're buying a drink for someone and you really like them, you know, in a sort of French girlfriend sort of way. Yes, all right, thank you. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you buys them a drink, mm. pop a pound coin into the drink, they drink the drink up and they think, oh, what's that at the bottom of my drink? Well, it's a lovely pound coin gift which they can keep. <laughs> the enhanced drink. <laughs> That's it, is it? Yeah, yeah, well, the ladies like it, and what with my wife dying and everything... She's dead. Yeah, yeah. She choked on a pound coin. <laughs> Get him off, John. John's paraphrased, Davis. Hello, Harry. Got any of that mashed potato knocking about? Finsbury Park. Never mind that. Have you got the final results on Alan Parrotface boy mashed potato hill? Yes. And? Ready for this? Yes. Three-year-old Alan Hill is really... Yes. A Robin. Oh. <laughs> oh, Robin? Yes, a simple garden bird. Well, that would certainly explain the red breast and brown plumage. <laughs> Where does the tapping fit in? Well, he just got in with a bunch of woodpeckers early on. <laughs> is that possible, Alan? Yes, Harry, it is. Ah, that's a sound that tells me it's time to welcome our special celebrity dog or bone. Who's it to be, Mum? We give a sparring of laughter and a muzzle of applause to our celebrity Highland Terrier, Mr Ronnie Corbett! Ronnie, welcome. Welcome. Well, pleasure to be here, Harry, I must say. <laughs> Copy of Spotlight in your right hand and read from the card, love. I'm, um, I'm a big fan of yours, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved your work ever since I was a boy. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> what a nice man. Now, now, Ronnie, the radio listeners at home might like to know that you're actually a lot taller in real life, aren't you? <laughs> Yes, Harry, yes. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm six foot two. Good lord. <laughs> yes, it's actually, actually, it's one of show business's best kept secrets, you know, I think. <laughs> sort of gimmick. <laughs> gimmick I used on television, you know. I made people think I was smaller by always standing away in the distance. <laughs> must be quite a problem, being so tall. Well, well yes. <laughs> Yes, Harry, yes. Actually, my wife only comes up to my waist, you know. It's... She has to stand in a box to kiss me. Shame, mm. shame. Yes, a number of times I've tried to get rid of that box. You know. <laughs> I hide it, she finds it, I hide it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Now then, you're probably best known uh, for your very innovative work, clipping poodles. And I'm... <laughs> I'm thinking here of your Poodle English saddle clip, oh, yeah. where you clip the muzzle clean, mm. cutting horizontally below the eyes <laughs> to the base of the ears, then down the throat to the pith of the neck using a number 15 blade. Yeah. You then clip the paws from the dewclaw area to the first knuckle joint on the front yeah. legs, mm. leaving the hair full, mm -hmm. then shave above this area to the beginning of the elbow. Scissor these bracelet pom-poms on the front legs to about two to three inches in length. <laughs> slowly, slowly, mm. please. That's <laughs> 
just creating a ball-like effect by yeah. combing the hair downward and cutting straight along the bottom edge. Mm -hmm. Then you scissor. <laughs> you scissor down the hair from the last rib back, and a full amount of hair is left from stern to the first stifled joint of the back legs. Yes. <laughs> you also did the two Ronnies, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, I suppose I did, Harry. <laughs> but, you know, before we go any further, I'm not going to do, um, you know, any of the two Ronnie stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought uh, maybe we could do yeah. a bit of the routine you used to do in the chair, you know, when you used to talk about the producer and that. No. Oh. Huh? Now, come on, Harry, please, you know. I mean, I said, didn't I? I, I would agree to do the show if I didn't do any of that. You know, you, you know that, don't you? Mm. <laughs> that, that, I said to the producer, you know... <laughs> I said to the producer, I mean, he's a, very, he's a very nice man, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, he's got a metal plate in his head, you know, <laughs> celebrating the Queen's Silver Jubilee. <laughs> but never mind, he said Ronnie, he said Ron, he said Ron, <laughs> which, which reminds me of the time... Oh, the producer's Christmas party, you know, a very small affair, you know. I saw what I thought was a volivant on the floor, but it turned out a dog had been sick at a croissant. <laughs> but, well, that's not the story, no. No, he said, he said, Ron, he said to me, Ron, he said, because he's very charming, actually. You know, very charming. At the same party, he took his teeth out to entertain the children. <laughs> Honestly, it's a bit messy, really. Because he hasn't got false teeth. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at him, you know, sitting there with blood pouring all down his face. <laughs> and saying, very Christmassy. <laughs> No, no, I said to the producer, I am most certainly not doing any of that Ronnie in the chair nonsense. <laughs> I think you just have Ron. I've been tricked <laughs> already. That's it. Uh. Harry, Harry, phone call for you. Give me that. <laughs> Hello? I'll just get a pen. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the message? Exterminate! It's not unusual to be loved by someone. <laughs> now, Ronnie, there's a song you want to do with this, isn't there? Well. well. Yes, Harry, as you, as you know, I'm a Scot, and if I may, I'd like to go back to my roots, you know, with a sort of traditional sort of uh, Scottish folk song. Lovely. Mm, lovely. So then, um, Just to give me. returning to his Highland home with a Scottish folk song of farewell, accompanied by Cliff Ranger and his band, and the entire company, ladies and gentlemen, Mr Ronnie Corbett.
bye-bye, baby, baby, bye-bye. Bye-bye, baby, don't make me cry. was Harry Hill's Fruit Corner, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Edna Dore, Phil Nice, Joanna Brooks, Al Murray, Brenda Gilhooley, Martin Hyder, Matt Bradstock, and our special guest, Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> Music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers. The producer is Joan Magnuson.